Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Hey, y'all, and welcome to another episode on the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is AJ Vaden here. I am one of your co-hosts, and I am joined today by the one and the only Lathea Owens. I'm going to give her an official introduction in just a minute, but I've had the uh, privilege to get to know Lathea over the last probably like almost a year. I think it's been a year and that we were introduced by a mutual friend. And on our very first conversation, I was like, oh, I like this girl. These are my peoples. She's such a joy. She just exudes joy. And if you're not watching this, if you're listening, you're not going to get to experience the full Lathea experience because she's just one of those people that as you watch her, she's just got a smile on her face from ear to ear. Just like one of those people that makes you in a better mood when you're in her presence. And so such a compliment to you, but I love her. I'm so excited that you're on the show. So let me give everyone a quick official uh, background on who you are. But Valthea Owens is a best-selling author. She's a tech CEO and a branding expert and market domination strategist. Domination, like highlight that word, right? Who was ranked number eight among the top 30 by global gurus. She's also the author of the book, Brand Influence, The Art and Science of Building an Influential Personal Brand, which you know we're all about here is building your personal brand. So this is going to be a perfect conversation for everyone today. But she's also the creator of Certify Your Brilliance which is a program for experts who want to turn their course, book, or coaching system into a profitable certification program. So let's build those revenue streams. Lathea, welcome to the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. I mean, to get an afternoon that I get to spend with you and your tribe, Rory's tribe is just a big blessing. So I'm excited to be here. Oh, girl, we love you. I think you're so awesome. You might not be as familiar to some people listening here today. So uh, in an effort to help them get to know you a little bit, I would love for you just to like give people a little bit of your backstory, just a little bit of your background and, and help everyone kind of get that high level perspective of how you got to where you are today. So fill us in. Absolutely. Well, one of the things that has been really foundational for me is words that my mom whispered into my ear when I was a little girl. She said, you were born for greater than this. Mm. And we fled in the middle of the night out of a very dark situation. And that has always stuck with me. And so I've used a very, I've used grit and I've used tenacity and persistence to, to be successful in school and, and so forth. But where things really started for me was I was being mentored by the VP of Learning and Development at State Farm. I'm a techie. I'm a geek, right? I love you know, technology. And as my mentor, she basically one day just said, Lethea, you are bigger than any opportunity State Farm could ever provide. And I thought to myself, AJ, I'm like, is this how they fire people nowadays? Like, am I being fired today? What's going on, right? Well, she gave me one of the biggest gifts ever. She saw something in me that I didn't yet see in myself. And she said, you were meant to speak, to teach, to train, to write books. 
And you need to go out into the world and be who you are called to be. And I thought, wow, two weeks later, AJ, I incorporated my first company. 11 months later, I quit my comfortable, cushy corner office job at State Farm Insurance Company. And I took on a role where I am unemployed at the end of every day until someone else sends me an email or a contract to say, we are booking you for a keynote or training or something like that. But the the beauty of that is that I entered into the speaking world really clueless in the sense that I didn't have experience or knowledge about how people took information and and took the ability to transform people through speaking and, and coaching. I didn't really understand that, but I knew in my heart that there was something more, that I was born for greater than where I was at the time. And so I went on to quit my job 11 months later, started my company, and was in 2009 ranked number number eight among the top 30 brand gurus in the world. And I basically just served my way mm. into building a very successful speaking coaching and digital marketing agency. So that really is kind of how I got started and have utilized everything that I've ever been taught. I've packaged everything about who I am and I've learned to pull that together into a brand that would allow me to influence others and to transform others and to serve others. And when I was building out my company, you know, when I first started, AJ, I wasn't focused on branding. I just want to make that clear because I know some people listening are like, man, she started and she was so clear about what she wanted and where she was going. Well, when I first started, if you asked me what I spoke on, AJ, I would say, whatever you're writing a check for, <laughs> whatever you need. And if you have a checkbook, I am your girl, right? And it was really interesting because two of my million dollar mentors basically said, we're not going to take your call, take your email, don't contact us until you figure out your lane, your niche. Like, What do you really want to contribute and to who, whom you want to contribute that? And that's when I went back and did the work and realized that most of my life, I have found ways to just stand my ground, to stand out and to be more of who I really am. And that probably is my superpower, like being bold enough and brave enough to be more of who I really am. And I realized through research that most people don't live their lives that way. And they live their lives according to what people want from them or expect from them and things of that nature. So growing up and, and taking a job out of college where I was a minority, not just female, not just you know, African-American, but being a minority in the sense that I worked in a male dominated industry. So I was both black and female and I was constantly pressured to be someone I'm not. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, I'm not going to, you know, really, most people want you to assimilate. And I said, Mm -hmm. no, I'm not going to assimilate because when you assimilate, you lose a part of who you are. But I said, no, instead I will integrate. I will find my fit and then I will be great at that. And so when you look at what I did from a business perspective and a corporate perspective, I did the same thing. I showed up like a game changer, brave enough to be who I really am. And I found how to integrate. So how do I integrate who I am into this corporate space and be the best at that? Or how do I, in this big marketplace, find my fit and integrate what I have to offer with what it is that people need, right? So that's pretty much kind of how I got my start. And I have been loving it. It's been 17 years since I walked out of the door at State Farm Insurance Company, and I would not trade anything for the world. 
Oh man, that's so good. That's like a tweetable moment. It's like, don't assimilate, integrate. And so (laughs) I think like there's something really into there. I want to talk about for just a second. And I'm just curious to get your thoughts on it. And, you know, I have two young boys, right? I have a a two and a half year old and a just turned five-year-old and my five-year-old has a lot of testosterone. (laughs) He's got a lot of what his teacher says, leadership potential, which other parents may say he's a bully or whatever. And it was really interesting. And um, I'm really grateful for this homeschool teacher that we have. She's a facilitator for a few families. And she, she says, AJ, God has given your child immense leadership potential. Please don't discipline it out of them. Don't coach it out of them. Don't train it out of them. Help him channel it in the right direction. And so we've been trying to do that. And then he's on this little t-ball team right now. And at his last t-ball game, he straight up body tackles another five-year-old, his teammate, because the teammate got the ball first and he wanted it. And so I like march up to the fence and I'm like, Jasper James faded, get over here. And he goes, what? And I'm like, you have to respect your teammates. You have to respect your coach. And the coach was trying to get Jasper up and Jasper swung at his coach. And I was like, in this day, I was like, please, no one, no one arrest me. Like, this is not like what we do in our house. And then the coach came up to me after the game. And I'm, I so appreciate this. And I'll never forget this moment. And he said, listen, I know you think that's too aggressive. And he goes, let me tell you, an aggressive ball player is the ball player I want on my team. He goes, Jasper is by far the best thrower and the most aggressive person I have on this team. You let me handle this. You don't worry about it, but I don't want to coach that out of them. And I kind of feel like God was just like using these other people in my life to remember that each of us are made original and unique. He made us. Don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Don't assimilate. Figure out how to integrate these skill sets, right? Don't assimilate. Figure out how to integrate. I love that. And so... (laughs) For all of those people listening, right? It's like at some point we assimilated out of our gifts. Most of us did. So yeah. how did you figure out, like, how, what did you do? And what would you tell to other people to figure out, like, what is that lane that you wanted to be in? And like, how did you figure out? It's like, no, I'm not going to speak on everything anymore. Like, this is what I speak on. This is what I speak about. I would just, I know, you know, we talk a lot about this at Brain Builders Group. I'd love to hear your take on this for the audience. Like, how did you do it? Yeah. So excellent question. I was very intentional, first of all. And it started with me believing that there was some, I didn't know what it was. I, I really didn't, but I, I just had this feeling that I was put here to make a significant and unique contribution. Mm -hmm. And so I started trying to figure out like, what are the attributes about me that are different than other others? What, what about how I do what I do and how I show up, how I show up that's unique to me. Mm -hmm. And when we look at our individual attributes and, and our wiring, those are all clues to the greatness that lies within us and the game changer. Like I believe everyone is a game changer or or can be a game changer. I'll say it that way. And when we take a look at, at the inner workings of why do we think the way that we think and start asking those deep questions and really analyzing what comes forth, what I realized was in answering questions that, wow, I have been a person who even amidst like really strong pressure have chosen to stand for what I believe. Mm. 
Mm. have chosen to be who I feel I am. And I, through the research, realized and through answering questions and asking myself questions, it's always the Q, BQ, the question behind the question, behind the question, behind the question, and you keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. And I began to see things I'd not seen before. And I began to see patterns about myself. And and when you take a personal brand assessment or do work in in that realm, the many questions you answer and the, the deeper you dig, patterns start to you know, emerge. And I started looking at the patterns and I realized that you know, I lead through serving. So I realized I'm a servant leader. I realized that I am willing to, to take risks and I won't let what I don't know stop me from going after what I want. So there's this this little uh, part of my brand is a little bit naivete, right? So I I don't know that I'm supposed to fail in the first seven years of being in business. Like I I I, I don't know that, right? And so <laughs> there are a lot of things I didn't know, <laughs> and I use it to my advantage. I didn't know that, right? I didn't know that you're supposed to, you know, that you're not supposed to grow as fast as my business grew. I I grew so quickly as a new professional speaker that I had speakers who had been speaking for ten years saying, "Wait a minute, how did you do that?" And I'm like, I didn't know that you were supposed to not do this, right? And so that's how I really like discovered and this whole idea of being a game changer, AJ, I asked deep questions of myself. Like I even for for much of my life didn't even leverage the whole thing of being born for greater that my mother told me. It was just something that was in the back of my head. But as I began to realize that that's part of my unique thinking, that I am born for greater than this. Whenever I hit a wall, it's like, this is not, this is not my portion. This is not where I'm supposed to, 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 to stay and realizing that there's always something more. And then that word game changer came up in me. And, re- and I realized that's the name of my business, Game Changers International. Because my mother was the first game changer I ever met, AJ. She took me out of a very abusive relationship that she had with her, her boyfriend at the time. And we fled with nothing. And my mother survived and thrived. My mother didn't even graduate from school with a high school diploma. But yet when I became a teen mom, my mother quit her job, got a job at night as a security guard so that I could go back to school. So I traveled from Dallas to Dubai, inspiring and transforming people all over the world because a game changer named Flora Lewis had enough compassion, wisdom, and courage to make a decision that would impact me positively, even though it was sacrificial to her. So you don't, it doesn't matter what your income is and what your your economic status is or where you come from. You can be a game changer because it's all about your mindset. Game changers are obsessed with what could be. My mother looked at me and said, what could be with my daughter? They don't focus on the past, right? People who are game watchers they, they, they focus on what has happened. Game changers make things happen. They're innovators and early adopters, and they take risks when others want to play it safe. You know, some people won't, uh, and I heard Simon Sinek say this, he says, some people won't get a new cell phone until they can't get service on their old cell phone. They won't get a smartphone until their flip phone can no longer be serviced, Right. So they're early adopters and their mindset is just very different. They're always asking and thinking about what could be in the future. And that's really how I'm wired. So when I began to label and, and really package how I'm wired, that's where, you know, you know, integrate, don't assimilate came from. I was able to really study how I've been showing up in the world because it, it's worked. 
Now, what can I learn from that and how can I use that to actually package a personal brand for me that I can use to go out and serve the world? Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. Oh, man, you said two things in there that were so good. And I love this. I wrote them down. I literally was like, write this down. You said game changers focus on what could be game watchers focus on what happened, like what was. And, you know, it's like that is so good. It's like, are you going to be a part of changing the game or just watching the game? You know, and I think so much of that to what you said, it's like, what could be? Like, what could be? And you know, the second thing I love you said, I love this so much. It's like one of my personal mantras right now is people, it is so much more important for us to focus on who you are, not what you do. And like to what you said, it's like, you do not have to have a diploma, money, credentials, anything to be a game changer in someone else's life. That's right. right. You just got to show up. You got to just be that person, like be who God intended you to be. And like, I mean, is your mom still around? Is she still alive? She's been deceased now for 10 years, but she lives with me every day because I name all my cars after her. So when I get in the car, I'm like, come on, Flo, let's go. I love it. I mean, I was like saying, if your mom is still around, you have got to send her this episode. My mom too is deceased. She died when I was 15. But it's like, what an honoring legacy for your mother to have of like, she created an environment and a mentality of teaching me that I can, I can do it. Like I can do this and focusing on what could be. And I think like the great thing that I I heard in that, it's like just that reminder to everyone who's listening, who says to yourself, I'm not smart enough. Right. right. I don't know enough. I don't have enough experience. I don't have enough resources. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. I don't know the right people. BS. That is BS. Like that is yes. nonsense. That is fear talking. Yeah. And we have to check our BS, check our belief system, mm-hmm. because it's what you believe about yourself and your situation that determines how you're actually going to show up and and what you'll be able to realize and accomplish in life. Right. Uh, Yeah. So I heard that from coach Shaquan. She told me that she said, check your BS. And I was like, well, she said, yeah, your belief system, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Good. So I want to talk about this, this concept of game changers for a second. Right. So like Mm -hmm. when it comes to game changers, right. Someone who's willing to ask what could be like, I think that's an unusual mindset. I think a lot of people look around and they see what other people are doing and that they think that's what they should do. They assimilate, right? But to be a game changer, you got to think outside the box. You got to do something different. So like in your mind, like what makes a game changer a game changer? Yeah, it kind of goes back to the, the mindset that I talked about and thinking about and, and actually being obsessed with what could be. But game changers are, the world may think they're really self-centered, but I think game changers are very 
other centered because what a lot of what game changers do. And at the end of one of my videos where I talked, it's called born for greater. I say that my grandchildren will benefit from the things I do today far greater than I will. Right. And game changers, I think have a legacy mentality and they're what they're doing. They're doing because they want the gift that they've been given and the impact of that gift to live long after they've you know, taken their last breath. Great example being a game changer. When I started, when I had my first grandchild, when she was probably three years old, Andre and I decided that we would start a company that would become a company that each of our grandchildren would become a part owner with us in mm -hmm. so that when they say, grandma, I want to go to this spring camp, there is money that they you know, have access to, to be able to, to do. When they say, grandma, I want to go to this college. If they don't by some chance get a full ride scholarship, we have a company that can fund their education. When they graduate and say, grandma, I want to be a doctor and I got to buy my first office. Hey, you are now part owner in an organization that you can take your distribution and do what with it, whatever you would. So if you want to be a doctor, you now have an, an income that's coming from a business that was created so that you would have options hmm. when you get older. That's game-changing thinking. Like yeah. game changer thinks, you know, game changer thinking. That's how game changers do things differently. Like they don't just say, hey, I'm going to start a business for me, which I did. My speaking business is for me. But our digital marketing agency, that money is being saved and put aside for our grandchildren. Yeah. And it doesn't really even take like game changers don't have to be brilliant or smart people. They are compassionate people who love serving others and who want to leave and, and they want to influence and leave an impact. So when you who are you leaving an impact for? It's not for yourself, because when you die, you can't take it all with you and put it in the coffin. So it's usually because you're thinking about lasting impact and lasting legacy. So that's what I want people to know about being a game changer. It's hard for people, I think, to be game changers when they are very self-centered and self-focused and it's all about them. And we have had some people who are narcissist and egotistical, you know, become very successful in life. And while they may be successful and rich and wealthy, I would question sometimes if they're really truly game changers. So yeah. those are some things that I think really help us to identify and to see game changers. And I love celebrating people who are game changers. And I remember telling you that I have watched you and Rory for a while and I wanted to be a part of the work that you're doing because of who you were. I didn't even know what what were, what 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 is it that I'm actually you know I didn't know what I was exactly getting. I knew you were a game changer that I wanted to connect with. And when you see a game changer, I think we benefit when we make decisions that put us in the space with them because game changer me game changer like that's when the two collide. That is a formula for you know, just amazing things to happen. So I'm just excited that, you know, we're a year into our journey together, but I know it's going to be something fabulous. You know, there's so many things that I love what you're saying. We're so like-minded in this, you know, element of like building a personal brand. And, you know, somebody asked me the other day, I was on this little local TV interview and she said, well, what would you tell people who think that building a personal brand is very self-centered and ego focused? And I remember her asking this question. I kind of like glazed over and I was like, I would say they're completely wrong. 
Like this isn't about being self-focused. This is about being others focused. I said, the only thing that is self-focused is thinking that your personal brand is about you. Like that's the thing that is self-focused. And you've really built a business around serving, right? About being this others focused mentality. And, you know, it's a funny thing to kind of of say, it's like my business is serving and I'm going to make money by serving, but it's like, what better business to be in than being in the business of serving? Like, like what? So I'm curious to just like hear that philosophy around like this creating legacy through serving and building a business through serving. Like, how do you do it? Like, how do you create that mindset? What would you tell anyone listening who's like struggling to put themselves out there because they don't want to be seen as self-centered or self-focused or too self-promotional? Like, what would you say to all those things? Well, I would just say that and be very transparent and say that I've lived on both sides of the coin. So growing up so poor that we couldn't even afford to pay attention. (laughs) I have always wanted more than just enough. Mm. And for a, a period in my life and in my business, the goal was to make money. Because when I went to the grocery store, AJ, if they said five for a dollar, I had to get five. My husband could see five for a dollar and get one. I couldn't do that because I never wanted to be hungry again. I wanted to make sure we always had more than enough. And so I really, out of grit and hustle and grinding, started building my business the first few years. And then a beautiful thing happened when one of my mentors sat me down and said, you are more than enough. Mm. So I don't have to strive. I don't have to hustle. I don't have to grind. I realized then that all I had to do was find my superpower, find my fit, the people I'm called to serve, and then do that exceptionally well every day. Mm. Right. And so this whole idea of serving my way to the top, and I, I often say I served my way into a better business because I stopped seeking profit. And this is going to sound weird to a lot of people. I stopped seeking profit and I started seeking, how can I fulfill purpose? Profit follows purpose. Purpose doesn't always follow profit, if that makes sense. So I realized that if I, if I, if I can get clear about what I was born to do and the gifts that I have to contribute to the world, and I get really, really good at serving in that way, money would follow me all day long. All day long, there's even a scripture where God says, everywhere you look, there will be blessings, blessings chasing you down. And I realized that, wow, I don't have to seek money or wealth or fame. And actually, the actually the more successful I became, the less fame I wanted. <laughs> now I'm like, I don't even want people to see my face. Can we do this Zoom without showing my face? Like, I don't care that they know my face as much as they experience the transformation that I can provide. If that makes sense. Yeah. I love that. So that's really what it what it's about for me. And this whole idea of you know serving, I just want to share that sometimes you have to allow other people to serve you as well. I would not be where I am today if my mother hadn't served me, if if people haven't other people hadn't served me and helped me along the way. So service is really a, a two-way, a two-way street. But the idea that we get to, not have to, but we get to serve the people that we touch every day. And it is an honor and a privilege because not everyone understands their gift and their purpose. 
Oh yeah. And I think you said something that just hit me because it's like, I love serving others. Sometimes I have a really hard time receiving. And I think what I just heard that just hit me for the first time that hit me this way ever in my whole life is that by me denying someone else to serve me, I'm denying them their own uniqueness and their own purpose. Yes, absolutely. You got it. You got it. I think, you know, it's like you get into this mode of like, it's my job to serve and you forget, well, it's also other people's job to serve. And it's like, you can be the giver and the recipient at the same time. And it's, I've never heard it click that way before. It's like the moment that I deny someone else serving me, it's like, I'm denying them their God-given purpose and their calling in their life. Yeah. And you're robbing them of the opportunity to go through the same beautiful experience Mm -hmm. that you go through when you serve. Right. And you mentioned something, AJ, you said, you know, what about the people who are listening who, you know, don't know if if they're good enough or they don't know if if they can really you know, do this. Right. And it's important for them to understand that they have the ability to do everything they're called to do already within them. Mm. It may take some refining of a gift and talent. It may take exploration of a gift and talent. It may be even that they they just need practice with yeah. that, you know, exercising that gift and talent. But we all have a unique gift and something that we can bring to the table. Game changers are duplicators. Mm. God created us after himself in his own image. He created, he was the master creator. Therefore, we were created to create and to duplicate wealth, duplicate love, duplicate success, duplicate things, right? So when we talk about legacy and when we talk about impact and influence with other individuals, it really is about duplicating more good in this world. It's almost like a a brand I helped the client build called Intentional Serendipity. And and serendipity is good fortune. And what we did through the work together and the research that that I did to, to bring to her is I realized that you could intentionally create more good fortune. Yeah. based on how you live and the brand you choose to, to build. Mm, there's so much truth in that. Like one of my favorite Bible verses is out of Genesis that says, it's real simple, be fruitful and multiply. <laughs> right? Be fruitful and multiply, right? Yeah. It's not growing, is either dead or dying. Yeah. So when we are growing and being fruitful and when we're duplicating, that means we are the zest of life, that we are actually fulfilling, you know, our purpose. Oh, oh. Just, I could talk to you all day long. Oh, I was going to say, I better watch out. We're going to go on a long sermon here in a second. <laughs> oh, but I love it. I love these conversations. You know, it's like, I know that maybe not all of our listeners share the same faith and that's okay, but to be able to share, you know, business with people that man, they just, they feel called to their faith, whatever that faith is. It's like, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. And like, he's my Lord and savior. And to get to, you know, spread that and not be ashamed about it. uh, Man, I just love it. I love that you speak it. I love that you know it. I love that's a part of who you are. You've got this service mentality. And, and I think for everyone too, it's like a, a huge takeaway in all of this is, and I love what you said. It's like, like serve your way to the top. Right. right. Serve your way to the top. Where is there any harm in that? There's like, that is there. It's like the more you serve, the more good is going to come your way. Right. I I just, I I so believe in that. One of my biggest breaks in business has come from serving my way to the top. And here's another thing about game changers. They see what others don't see. Hmm. They're willing to go where others won't go. 
So I remember being a very new speaker and I was at the National Speakers Association Conference and they announced that the International Federation of Professional Speakers Summit was going to be in Dubai. And so I'm standing with all of these colleagues. I'm like, I'm going. And they're like, yeah, we're going. So a year later, when it's time to register, I'm like, are you going? Uh, No, see what happened was. Are you going? No. So I ended up having no one who said they were going actually be in a position to go. But game changers can see what other people can't see and will do what others won't do. So I remember my husband, who was my business partner, he said, but honey, we're still trying to figure this whole thing out. Like we don't have enough revenue for you to go all the way halfway around the world to Dubai. And I looked at him and I said, without even thinking, I said, the gifts God has given me and the path he has put us on must be sufficient Mm. to provide for us. It just must be. And that's that naivete that I talk about sometimes. Like, I mean, like it just has to work out, right? It just has to work out. And I remember being in Dubai, hanging out with the president of the National Speakers Association. Everyone who was there, their, their, their speaking fee was like 20,000 plus. And I was like $3,500. <laughs> so I'm like still at the bottom of the bottom of the bottom. And I was there on points. I was there on miles and I had ramen noodle in my suitcase, but AJ, I was there. That's right. And when I gave my presentation, and, and not only that, I actually applied to be a speaker at the conference and was selected. So here I am presenting at this conference and someone sitting in the front row that had been someone I admired for years, who was a huge successful speaker sitting on the front row and another woman sitting on the front row became a client. She booked, I mean, she, before I left Dubai, we had an engagement, a contract written, but the person on the front row said to me, Janice Stanfield said, where have you been all my life that I didn't know about you? Mm. And then that led to an invitation to speak at the National Speakers Association, which led, which led to other opportunities. And now every year I go to Dubai and do a seven-day Game Changers Mastermind Retreat. So my whole business started to have these little spokes that came off of me seeing what other people couldn't see and being willing to do what other people wouldn't do. That's truth all day long, every day. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. Absolutely. Don't ask. It's always no. Oh my goodness. I could talk to you all day long. I love this. And I'm going to have, I'm, I'm trying to be cognizant of the time. Sometimes I forget before we all go, I asked you a question before I hit record, because like one of the big things that I'm focused on right now in my personal life is making sure that people get to know who you are as much as what you do. And so I asked you before we hit record, you know, I said, I want to know one thing that's not on your bio that you think people should know. And what is it? And you said, I wish people knew that I was a builder. Like you love to build things, right? Like all kinds yes. of things, like actual building things, like nails and hammers and tools. Like you love yes. to build things. So I yes. want to know a little bit about that. Like, what do you like to build? Why do you like to do this? Where did this come from? <laughs> if it includes a compound miter saw, nails, a drill, hammer, like I am on it. I have laid my own hardwood floors, ceramic tile. The thing that I probably enjoyed the most outside of building the faux fireplace in my bedroom is I actually built out all of the cabinets and the whole beautiful woodwork that was in my previous office. I built over the course of maybe three or four weeks, but anything that has to do with getting my hands dirty or using my hands is what I love. And, and, and what I love about that too, is I can see the similarity in my love for building up people. Mm. You know, so even with people, I'm not using necessarily my hands, 
But being a builder, I'm a builder of people and I'm a builder of things. So anytime there's that process of being able to take something in its rawest form and use, you know, my brilliance to transform it into something even greater, I'm all for it. Oh, there's some good metaphors and analogies in that. Lathia the Builder. And I know that I could continue talking to you for the rest of the day if we had time. I would. And I'm just so honored to have you on the show. And you've actually, um, you've got a really cool thing coming up, right? So in coordination with the release of this podcast, you also have a Certify Your Brilliance that is launching Right. So uh, tell us a little bit about what that is. And we're going to put a really awesome link in the show notes to check this out. But tell us about Certify Your Brilliance. Absolutely. Well, what I've come to realize is that people who have books, people who have coaching programs, and people who've even created amazing presentations and speeches, they are often thinking about what's next for me. How can I generate an additional stream of revenue? And what I've decided to do, because I've done it and beat my head against the wall trying to figure it out. You've done it and lots of other people have done it, but there's no real resource anywhere that you can go pull a book off of the shelf or take a course to learn how to turn your expertise, whether it's your book, your coaching program, or your speech into a certification program so that you can exponentially increase your revenue. And so I decided that I would talk to the most brilliant people in the world, people like you, and interview them to find out how did you do it? And what I'm excited about is I've been interviewing people. I am getting like the nitty, nitty, gritty, gritty inside the ditty, ditty information. And they have been, I mean, people have just been so transparent and so giving to share This is how I did it because it is not easy. And if you don't have a roadmap or blueprint, this is a place to come to really just learn how to take, you know, what you're dreaming of and actually package it in a way and protect it so that you can actually reach more people than you ever could if you only tried to, you know, do it and work through the process by yourself. So you'll be able to reach potentially hundreds of thousands of people more because you have ambassadors who all over the world are sharing your message and transforming lives. So I, just because it's also a part of just being, it's a game-changing move to create a certification program. I'm just so excited to share that with the world. And I'm excited that you're actually sharing um, the link and the information of how to actually access this free summit and this information with your tribe. Thank you so much for doing that. Oh my gosh. Well, I know just firsthand and it's like, we'll put the link in the show notes. It's going to be available to you, but I was fortunate enough to be a guest in all of this. And I know firsthand from the questions you're asking, like this is pulling back the curtain, right? It's like, like we're, we're not holding back. It's like, these are the mistakes. This is what you should not do. This is what we did. This is what worked. This is what didn't. This is how we charge for it. This is what's included. It's like, it's literally pulling back the curtain of how do you like to what you said? And I love that. It's like, how do you turn your expertise into a certification program? But that's what it is. And so be sure to head over to the show notes, grab that link, check it out. You're going to get to learn all about all the things that you have to offer, including how to certify your brilliance. So many awesome things. And last but not least, if people want to connect with you on social media, what's the best platform for them to do that? I'm actually LinkedIn or Facebook and my handle everywhere, whether you have another platform you'd like to to communicate on is at Lethia Owens. All right. So you heard it here. I'm so excited to introduce you to our community and our audience. I love your spirit. I love 
I just love everything that you have to say. It's just, it's, I don't know, there's just something about your essence that I just, I just adore. So thank you so much for coming onto the show. Everyone stick around for the recap episode and we'll catch you next time on the Influential Personal Brand. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. 